when morning gilds the skies and nothing but the blood, if you're able to stand as we sing.
Please be seated, church. If you're out there listening to us on 88.7 FM, 87? Well, I'm a slow learner. Tell, tell me again. Well, good morning. If you're listening to us on 87.7, don't switch over to 88.7. Or if you're on YouTube, if you're on one of the podcasts, if you're watching on Facebook Live this morning, or if you're sitting in the sanctuary, the message is the same to all of you. Good Sunday morning, church. If you're listening to us on Facebook Live, if you would give some kind of a shout out to us, be it good morning church or telling us what we're doing wrong, it's all welcomed. That way we can keep track of your attendance. Hand sanitizer throughout the church. Uh, mask up if you can. Mask at every door. Uh, social distance. If you're too close, just give the one an elbow and they'll move over. Staff Parish is tomorrow night. American Heritage Girls is tomorrow night. Ladies Bible Study on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday's worship. Thursday's Covenant Group. And Thursday is Community Soup Luncheon. Next Sunday is Mother's Day and we honor the graduates. If you have not received a word yet this morning, uh, Evelyn... Shane Halls has gone on to glory to be with Clarence and our Savior Jesus Christ. So if you would keep the Shane Halls family in your prayers. Any announcements from you folks this morning? And I think before uh, we have young disciples, let's pause for a moment of prayer. Um, Do you have an announcement? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why I've got the mic, Pat. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. Hey, we now, had a fire in here this morning. That's why I'm a little rattled. Okay. The, the copy machine caught fire. Did you call the fire department? No, I called Eldon. That's better. Okay. That's better yet. Okay. Um, I'm still doing fun for the United Methodist Women's Club. And that goes on until 8 o'clock today when they close down the Yale. I'm donating 20% of the sales from our, any of our women that go down there to buy anything, 20% of the sales is going to go back to the group. So, um, you know, you still have a few hours. So uh, let's make it good. Thanks. That's all you have to say? It is the United Methodist Women's Organization. They are not a club. They are one of the greatest organizations in the United Methodist Church. Yes, I know that. So am I. 
I have a card in my pocket. Let's pray. That's the only way we're going to get out of this one. <laughs> Father, thank you for the beauty of the day. Thank you for the privilege we have to assemble in your house. Even in the midst of chaotic times, we find shelter from the storm. We invite your Holy Spirit into this place this day, Father, that you might fill us until we're overflowing. We thank you this morning that the table is set before us and everyone is invited. Help us to put our anxieties aside and the busyness of the world aside and draw closer to you this day. We give you praise, Father. Amen. Young Disciples and Miss Bonnie Hayes. What do I have on, Lily? Sunglasses. Why do I have sunglasses? Do you wear sunglasses when you're outside? What do sunglasses do for you? Keep the sun out of your eyes, right. Protect your eyes, because the sun can be too strong, and it can damage your eyes, can it? So then we take them off when we go inside, and we put them back on when we go outside. Do you know what some other things are that can damage your eyes? Or we can protect our eyes? Because sometimes when we watch TV or movies or read books or look on the internet, there are things there that are not good for our eyes, right? And when we see them through our eyes, and if we see them too often, sometimes people come to act like what they see, these bad things on TV and in reading. And then sometimes maybe your mom or dad will say, well, you're not watching that on TV. Does she do that? You don't know? Does she let you read or do things that aren't good for you? I don't think so. Because moms and dads made promises when they have you baptized and when they uh, raise you to, to raise you up to be healthy in spirit and in mind and in body. And so they've made that promise. And so when they tell you that's not good for you to watch, we don't want to get mad about it because they're just looking out for your better interest. Right? So when they do that, just say, okay, Mom, but you still might have a little itchy feeling about it, right? But we know she wants the best for you, and so does Jesus, right? Can we have a prayer? Hmm? Father, thank you for Lily. 
Thank you for all the children, Father God, in our church. And we pray, Lord, that as the church, we also protect their hearts and minds, and that as parents, we do the same, because that is what God has called us to do. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Now there's going to be a special. Lily and her group are going to do a special. And her school teacher came and especially listened to her this morning. So what a blessing that is. Everybody's got a story to tell And everybody's got a wound to be healed I want to believe there's beauty here Cause oh I get so tired of holding on go, I can't move on. I want to believe there's meaning here. How many times have you heard me cry out, God, please take this? How many times have you given me strength to just keep breathing? Oh, I
many times have you given me strength? How many times have you heard me cry out, God, please take this? How many times have you given me strength to just keep breathing? Oh, I need you, God, I If we weren't having communion this morning, we could say amen and we could all go home. Let's start out with joys. Ed, wait for the microphone. He's a little slow this morning. He's banged his knee on the platform. I had a joy yesterday. I got to go to my CMA meeting with the motorcycle started out was 34 degrees. We rode 220 some miles yesterday and had high winds and all this stuff. Went to Bay City. Had, had a good time of fellowship with um, members and things. And it's really, really awesome to be able to go out and get, ride again and enjoy what God has for you to see. That's with the Christian Motorcycle Association Club. I helped one of my kids move yesterday and got to spend time with four out of five of my kids uh, for the afternoon, and that was a, a nice thing just for, I know we were helping somebody move, but it kind of just felt like we were just hanging out for no reason, so it was fun. Other praises. I'm a visitor here today. I'm Lily's teacher. I am so blessed to have heard her voice this morning in the most beautiful song I've ever heard. Thank you for inviting me into your church. Thank you for coming to our church. And if someone would make sure that she teacher gets a gift bag, please, before she leaves. We won't be here next Sunday, but I have a, my younger son is autistic, 
And after this week, he is um, doing a combined college high school program. He'll have his high school diploma and an engineering certification from SE4. And it's not been an easy road, you know, from kindergarten on for him. He was not diagnosed with autism until he started, just before he started high school. So he had all those struggles alone. He's made it, and he's, <laughs> we're there. He's already enrolled, done full-time for next semester. Any other praises? Then let's focus on prayer concerns this morning. Back up front, Ken. I've got a couple of requests, though. <clears throat> one is for Joy Kester and her cancer issue. Uh, the other one is for Bob's wife, Gail. She's still struggling, and so is Bob a little. And two of the members of the Christian Motorcycle Association, which is a ministry on the bikes, were traveling tomorrow to Kentucky and coming back on Tuesday. So we'd like your prayers for our safe trip. Thank you. I'd like prayers for my Richard. He's 46, and he got small cell lung cancer, and they don't expect him to live till years. So I, I, I'd like to continue prayers for my niece's husband, Joe Cooper. Um, they have now called in hospice. Uh, the doctor says three months, six months, maybe a little longer, if lucky. But please continue your prayers. I still need prayers for my brother-in-law, Bill Lafferty. Um, I talked to him for a couple minutes this week, and he did make some sense. But um, I talked to my sister, who didn't mention him at all, and I asked her how he was doing, and she says, I think he thinks he's sicker than he is. And I thought, okay, he's had a heart attack, two strokes, and he has cancer. But he thinks he's sicker than he is. He needs prayers. I'd like to ask for prayers for a friend of mine, Carol Kiesler. She's been battling an infection for a very long time, and it's damaged her kidneys, and she's on dialysis now. I asked for a um, prayer for a man named Kevin and Sheila, that they uh, get off drugs and uh, they're really going on the wrong path bad. Uh, it's, it's not good. Just ask that you lift them up in prayer. Thank you. Anyone else? 
Then on Hillbilly's behalf, Yowsey, we lift him up in prayer too. He was at the door real early this morning apologizing that he wouldn't be in church and that he wouldn't be in Sunday school because they have a water main broke on Main Street. But let me reassure you, okay? If you're not going to make it to church, you don't have to come to my house early in the morning to wake me up to tell me that. <laughs> Just say it, okay? I love you all and you'll be missed, but you don't have to do that. There have been... Uh, We need to lift up Kim Cowie in prayer. Her husband, Walter, was laid to rest yesterday. Uh, Stephen Kratz, who is the brother of Kathy and Brenda. We need to lift that family up in prayer. Uh, we need to lift up the Jenks family. Dale Jenks has gone on to glory. Uh, Pastor Jeff Pullman, his father, was laid to rest. Evelyn Sholmes has gone on to be with Jesus. And a friend of ours, uh, Reverend Linda Huggins, has gone on to perfection. So let's just join our hearts this morning. Lord, where do we begin? I guess we begin by praising you and thanking you. Father, I know that uh, you give us strength to endure all things. You never give us more than you give us the, the grace to endure. Father, I lift up Mary and Dennis and thank you for the journey that they've been on. And now they see fruit of their labor. Father, we lift up Kevin to you and all the Kevins that are struggling with addictions. We know you still set the captives free. We lift up Joy and Bob and Bill 
and Richard and Joe. Lift up the Shonans family. Shane Halls, Shin Halls, and the Cowies, and the Jenks, and the Kratz, and the Pullmans, and the Huggins. Lift up Aunt Diane to you. Lord, there's unspoken requests. Lift up Gino to your father. And thank you that each day he gets better. We lift up Bruce and Carol. Thank you for Lily's song to us this morning. Thank you that the electrical fire just seemed to be something simple. Lift up Diane to you in her cell this day. Lord, I, I see Sean's truck drive by at all hours going to his office at the school. Thank you for our educators and the commitment they've made to our children. Even in these difficult times, And Lord, there's, it's allergy season. We see the trees are starting to bloom and they're sneezing and coughing going on. And just help us to be more patient with each other. Just because I sneeze doesn't mean I have COVID. Help us to be more understanding. Let us to agree to disagree, but hold each other up in love. Thank you for family. Thank you that Elizabeth got to spend time with her kids. Thank you that Rob's in church this morning. Father, for the beauty of your creation, we just have to look at Cindy's tulip garden. How majestic is your painting. As these boys travel on their motorcycles to Kentucky, Lord, we pray a hedge of protection around them.
United Methodist Church, it's appointment-making season. We lift up our bishop and our cabinet and those that will receive a new appointment and those who will be retiring. We lift up all those who wear the badge and those first responders, the firefighters. Oh, Lord, we're such a blessed people. You might hear us as we pray your prayer this morning, Father, as we pray our Father. Many of you have brought your offering forward. There's still time as Elizabeth and Wilma play to bring your tithes. So as they do that, you have that opportunity. Father, we thank you that our cup is always overflowing. You always meet us at our point of need and beyond. Thank you for the blessing. That you might, that you might touch the tithes and multiply them. Thank you for the gifts and the offerings. Thank you that you allow us to be your church. You have called us to make disciples the transformation of the world. Thank you, Father.
young disciples, you're, excuse me, junior church, you're ready to go downstairs. I did talk to uh, Gino on the telephone. I believe it was Thursday. I called him in his hospital. And he thanks the church for their prayers. Doing somewhat better. Before I read scripture to you this morning, I want to share an experience that... uh, I'll just share it with you. Last Sunday after church, uh, someone came up to me and said, thank you. And it sort of took me by surprise for a minute. What, What are you thanking me for? And he says, I think I want to thank you for acknowledging that hell is a real place. He said, there's a lot of pastors that don't believe in hell. That, that sort of scared me for a minute. There is a heaven and there is a hell. We have a savior who was born of a virgin, was crucified, and rose again that we might have life. If you ever find yourself with a clergy person in the pulpit that does not believe that, run them out of town. There's a procedure you have to use to run them out of town. But don't ever settle for anything other than what's biblical. If we had more preachers that would preach Jesus Christ and being born again and the blood of Christ, that heaven is real and hell is real, then maybe this world would be in a better place than it is. That was probably one of the best compliments that I've had in a long, long time. And I do appreciate that. It's helped me this week. Lots of death. When I die, I want it to be a celebration. When you die, I hope you allow us to treat it as a celebration. The scripture this morning from a portion of the 107th Psalm. Someone off to the sea in ships. 
plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke and the wind rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged against the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards, and they were at their wit's end. Lord, help, they cried in their troubles. Scripture says he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storms to a whisper, and he steals the waters and the waves. What a blessing, what a stillness. As he brought them safely into the harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. The word of God for the people of God. Cindy, I do appreciate so much you typing this off in larger print for me. I want to draw your attention to verse 8 for a moment. Lord, help. They cried in their trouble. He saved them from their distresses. I wonder if you've cried out to him lately. I know I have. When I got word that Reverend Linda had gone on to glory, I started dancing. And that in itself was a pretty crazy sight. And I was rejoicing. When the word came last night that Evelyn was gone on to see Jesus, I felt the same way. What a great day of rejoicing. My friend Dale has gone on to see Jesus. I want to believe. I didn't know Kathy and Brenda's brother, Steve. But I want to believe that he was a believer. Everything like his two sisters. I think he would be a believer. Pastor Jeff's father's gone on to perfection. And Walt, Kim's husband, has gone on. A lot of death in a very short time with people that I'm affiliated with. And I want to rejoice. Rejoice. 
in all my years in ministry, I've realized that there's worse things than dying. What we have watched Aunt Diane go through the last two months. We wish that on nobody. To go from being healthy and vibrant and this uh, lung cancer spreading throughout your body appears to be affecting her brain and there's worse things than dying. Uh, when Joe mentioned this young man Kevin and his addiction, it always reminds me of my years of addiction to cocaine and to alcohol. and how gracious God was to relieve me of that burden. It's entitled, Your Life is a Voyage. Have, have, you, ever had, have you ever heard it said that uh, I want God to be my co-pilot? Anybody ever hear that? But I think we got that one backwards. I think we should want God to be our pilot and, and let him guide and direct us in every area of our life. They were talking about these folks on a ship. I want Christ to be the captain of my ship. I won't even buy an automobile without praying over it and making sure that this is what God wants me to do. We are to be good stewards with all that he has given us. But it all draws back to, for me anyways, the same thing. Salvation that if we don't have salvation, if we haven't accepted Christ as our Savior, when we cry out. There's a lady in one of our churches that every Sunday, uh, she'd raise her hand and she'd have prayer concern. And she got to the point where she'd say, she'd raise her hand and when the brother brought the microphone, her words were always the same. It's me again, Lord. Sunday after Sunday. Then one Sunday there was a word from someone. He doesn't want to hear from you again. Sometimes our words bite. Sometimes our words hurt each other. And he does want to hear from he did want to hear from her again. Sometimes brothers and sisters in the church bite us harder than people out in the world do. If our focus is on the cross in Christ Jesus, we should be more gentler 
in our words. I remember one time you and I went out in the boat. It's the only time in my life where I ever put on a life jacket because I thought for sure I was going to drown. Eddie and I went out on a July day. It was 85 degrees out in sunshine and we were about five miles out into the lake and a storm came out of nowhere and the waves got crazy and the fog came in and you couldn't see anything. I had a little pocket cross that I stuck under my tongue and that was my hope that Jesus was going to get us to safety. It was his boat, so he was the captain. But I got to confess, I didn't put my trust in you. I put my trust in him. He charted our course back. You could not see from here to Dennis. You could not see. But the father charted our course back. Here's your chart. Right here. Everything you need in your life is found in these pages. From your finances to your relationships, how you to treat each other. Everything we need is right here. The Holy Spirit is the one who is, is like a compass, will guide us, will give us words. Yes! I got an amen. Are you saved? You don't have to raise your hand or nod your head, but just ask yourself, if this was your last day on this earth, do you know that he'll say, well done. We're all going to stand before him and give an account. And reality is, he's going to say to some, depart from me, I knew you not. You, you and me, we have to decide. Ephesians 2 and 1. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God. Our salvation. Amen. I don't know how that makes a man to feel. And I'm being selfish, okay? I really don't care. Because it's what we need in the church. We need that amen. We need to hear that little voice. The hope of the church is found in little people as they're raised in the church. I believe he was doing that when he was in the womb, sitting close and hearing the preacher. I believe that. What do you believe? You believe when you take your last breath, that's it? 
you're wrong. Eternity, infinity, a long, long time somewhere, I choose heaven. I choose being with Jesus for eternity. I don't know if we're going to recognize people. I hope we do. And if we do, there some might be surprised that we're there. We might be surprised that we see somebody there. We don't know. But it's important. The anchor for our salvation is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because he conquered death. And that gives us hope. Hebrews 6 and 19, we have this hope for our soul. And we spend eternity with Jesus face to face. And we worship him and we glorify him. What's it going to be like? I don't know what it's going to be like. We only get glimpses of it until we see him face to face. In the meantime, as he tarries, the telephone rang Thursday afternoon. I got to admit, this time of year when the telephone rings and it's from uh, the district office, uh, you get a little excited. Because this is the time of year where they call you up and they tell you, you're going to Brown City. So he, the superintendent calls me up and he's talking a little bit and I just, I said, you're not calling me to tell me that I'm getting moved, are you? He said, absolutely not. I said, good, because I wasn't going. <laughs> and, and we laughed. We laughed. We need to pray for our superintendent, John Heiss. He's got a busy, busy schedule. It was good to hear from him. He called about something else. Had to do with Bruce. Bruce McCummins, I hope you hear me this morning. I love you, brother. Is your life, where, where are you at in your journey, church? There, there's young, and there's older, and many in between. If you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, don't leave the church this day. You, you might be on this list next Sunday. And, it, and it, it's a reality. We never know when he's going to whisper our name. I drove Mel Brewster to uh, Flint Hospital for several months while his wife was recovering from an automobile accident. And I always remember uh, in the waiting room, a couple doctors came out to uh, talk to a family uh, to tell the wife that uh, her husband did quite well during his heart surgery. And you could see how excited the family was. And then while Dr. Joe was still talking, Dr. Dan came out and said to the family, I'm sorry, we just lost him. And it went from being high on the mountain to being low in the valley. 
because we don't know when he's going to whisper our name. But you have to be ready. And we should rejoice. If you're a born-again believer, it's a party that we need to attend. We need to celebrate. Sure, we're sad for a while, but for all of us, this voyage here is going to end. And it's where we spend eternity, and it's because of salvation. It's because of, he invites us to his table this morning. I want to be part of that party. Would you join me in prayer, please? And I just want to remind you that you do not have to be a member of this church to partake in Holy Communion. But that it should be the desire of your heart to live a life that is acceptable to Christ. Pour out your Holy Spirit on all who are gathered here. On this gift of bread and juice, Father, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ. We are redeemed by your blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ one with each other, one in ministry to all the world until you come in final victory and we feast at your heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Who would like to assist with communion this morning? But you have to wear a mask for communion. Any volunteers? Okay. There's two little waste baskets. They're already out. My goodness. They're in there. Everyone is invited. If you start from the back, if you need to talk, the prayer rail is open.
one day I'm going to get new parts. They're all going to work. I'll be able to hear. I'll be able to see. But I notice Bonnie almost has as much time getting up off the ground as I do. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good for myself. As for me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. That's my prayer for all of you, that he's your savior this day. Don't leave here if you can't say he's my savior. Prayer is pretty simple. He's waiting, arms wide open. What are we singing, Elizabeth? Are you able?
Father, we thank you that you invited us to the feast at your table this day. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the opportunity to claim salvation and claim you as the Lord of our life. Be with us as we leave the sanctuary and we go out into a hurting world. That's what the church looks like. Guide and direct us in all that we do and we praise only you, Father. Amen.